Welcome to another episode of No Horse for Wear. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, are the best people on the planet, Anonymous Alex and Jenna. How are y'all doing this week? I'm cracking up over, like, no horse for wear. (laughs) I got a look. Like, I might have, like, not done a good one. Like, maybe I messed that one up, too. And so I was worried for a second that I had maybe just screwed up the phrase. No, you didn't. Well, at first I didn't. The phrase wasn't clicking for me. So I was like, no horse for wear. Because there's a cadence to it, like no horse for wear, as in no worse for wear. But I heard it as no horse for wear. And it just kind of threw me for a, a loop because it just took me to a different I don't know. I'm stupid. Hi, I'm stupid. We make a set of Tupperware containers for horse feed and call them horse for wear. That would be delightful, honestly. And if we can make them extra slippy inside so when you have to feed like oil supplements, you can just dump them out and they don't get all sticky and gross in the summer. That would be extra fantastic for me. Extra. Now with extra slippy insides. Ew. (laughs) Yeah. I hated that. We watched Heartland episode eight and nine, and Jenna is going to recap it for us now. Yeah, I certainly am. I definitely have all of my notes up, and I'm so ready. I I don't think she does. I think she does. I believe her. You think so? Yeah, I don't know why you're such a non-believer, Tim. She said it's so convincingly so true. (laughs) Yeah. Tim, maybe a little faith, Tim. Yeah, Tim. Maybe a little trust and respect. See, Tim. what the people... What the people don't know at home is how often I take the bullet for you two when you're like, ah, I'm not ready. Okay, I'll vamp. And then I vamp making fun of you and then I get attacked for it. So this is, this is how, this is how I'm, I'm sorry. Is Is this coming from Mr. Tunawound? Tunawound. (laughs) Was that even on this show? No. No. Where I did that. No. Pork Bajir. Yeah. I didn't do it. I was framed. Mm. These people haven't heard it. They don't no. know that I did that. No, they, they will. They will. Could... They will hear it, and they'll know that a ghost took over my body. <laughs> that wasn't a ghost. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe these people don't listen it was to a Dungeons ghost. and Drake on Beams, which is where you can go hear us as Pork Bajir because you also love animal an- animorphs and an- animorphs. Um, <laughs> because you love Scholastic book series. Because you're here yeah, listening to us. Exactly. Talk about not books. We're talking about TV shows now. Yeah, we've evolved. No. Devolved. I don't know. Who knows? What's the one where you where you change but at the like a lateral metamorphosis? Evolution? Oh. Um That's nothing. That's not change. Like that's Yeah, that's Sames. <laughs> Sames. We have Sames. Mm-hmm. All right, Gallant Prince comes to Heartland. That's right, the horse that was totally disfigured, not totally, like he still looks like a horse, you know, uh, but was mildly disfigured and injured in a 
blazing barn fire uh, comes to Heartland for Amy to help heal his heart. And in doing so, she learns that nobody can get near this horse. Not a damn person. Not a single damn person. Especially not, for some reason, the stud owner's son. I don't know what that's about. That's super weird. But she finds out that the trainer who is normally with Gallant Prince um, was blamed for the barn fire and is also incredibly depressed and she has a ploy to get them together and get both them hearts healed lickety split. Meanwhile, Jack starts dating Lisa? Question mark? Maybe. Marnie definitely thinks so. Is that her name? Marnie? I can never remember. Mallory. Mallory. That's it. Mallory well, Marnie definitely is thinks someone. so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, There's... Marnie was um, Lou's friend in yeah, the Yeah, that's right. right? A... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's a TV Marnie. There might be a TV Marnie, but I can't remember right now. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. There was. There was a TV Marnie because she had the jacket on. and That's right. That was TV Marnie. Was like, That's you right. guys are not committing to there's no way to know. Oh, uh, there's no. oh. there's only a very limited way to know. Anyway, <laughs> Jack and Lisa start, start dating, sort of, kind of. They really just go to a horse sale where Lisa had brought an entire goddamn picnic because she knew, she knew what was going to happen after they were going to have a picnic. Get that out of your fucking heads, weirdos. Um, but while they're at the sale, Grandpa finds out that Lisa is still, question mark, married to Dan. Because Dan introduces himself as Lisa's husband. And it's super weird and awkward and awful. And Grandpa Jack just leaves. <laughs> Which I'm like, that's like, okay. Interesting. That's not cool, my dude. But yeah, uh, afterward, um, what's his name comes to, this is still Dan though, right? Comes to pick up Gallant Prince and finds the kid who was suspected of the barn fire working with Gallant Prince and he's doing a great job and he gets super mad um, and he tells his son to put the horse in the trailer and his son goes to put the horse in the trailer and the horse freaks out and they try to figure out why and the son reveals oh wait it was actually me i fucked up i burned down the barn and almost killed this horse oops question mark so dan offers that other kid the job and lisa's like hey by the way jack we're not married anymore that's my ex-husband emphasis on the ex so uh we still cool turns out yeah they still cool her name is still man. She's Lisa, still with Lisa's man. not still with that man. I'm just saying. <laughs> I would have heard that last name and been like, oh, obviously she's married to a man. No. No. Anyway, that one was episode eight, which was called Out of the Darkness. You guys want me to keep going? Yes, please. Next up is episode nine. Ghost from the past. This one is it, you guys. This is where we finally get more Sugarfoot. It starts off with Mrs. Bell in the garden, doing some garden shit, being Mrs. Bell. And she's like, oh, oh, no, oh, no. And grabs onto Sugarfoot and has him take her inside. Uh, and then later we see Amy taking a ride with... I'm not... Don't say... Don't say Marnie again. Mallory. God dang it. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Amy takes a ride with Mallory to go and 
take stuff to Mrs. Bell that I guess Mrs. Bell couldn't get on her own, even though she like seemed to have pretty much everything she needed and could probably could probably go to the store for herself because I did see a car there. So there there was that. But anyway, um, they take stuff to her because they're good neighbors and I'm a grumpy old crotchety bitch. And when they get there, Amy goes inside with all of the groceries and a saddlebag and discovers that what I forgot uh, happened is Mrs. Bell has had a heart attack and is still alive on the ground. She brings Sugarfoot out to Mallory and tells Mallory not to go inside and calls the ambulance and they come in and they take, don't laugh at that, Alex. They come in and they take Mrs. Bell to the hospital. Whoa, Black Betty. Ambulance. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Um, Lou tells Amy not to get attached to this pony because he's leaving. He's leaving ASAP. But it turns out, you know, that Lou's really the one who might potentially get attached to this pony. Because, by the way, she finds old photos of her and Sugarfoot, her learning how to ride on Sugarfoot, and remembers all the songs that they used to sing together and all the fun times they had. And she's like, oh, I actually do like horses. God damn it. In the meantime... Ty's ex-girlfriend shows up and she sucks so bad. I hate her so much. She got a kitchen job at Briar Ridge, um, but really I think she was just there to try and get Ty back and or run some more scams, which is mostly what I think is happening there. Uh, And she ends up stealing a necklace from Ashley and trying to basically pin it on Ty the whole time. And Ty has a visit from his, what is that thing called? Probation, probation officer. Probation officer. Thank you. My brain is not working today. Ty has a visit from, from his probation officer and he goes out to get Ashley's necklace back while the probation officer is like showing up for the visit. And he ends up telling Carrie Ann, look, you can like, you can give it back or I'll take it from you. Like one or the two. So he gets the necklace back. Um, basically tells her to F off and never come back and gets back in time to have his probation hearing or probation tour with the probation officer because Amy learned from him how to take the wires off the battery of the car and Amy might have committed some small crimes in order to keep the probation officer there. It was pretty cute. I enjoyed this one a lot. How how cool was that probation officer about it, though? Yeah. Like, I have a feeling in real life it wouldn't go that easy. When he just turns to Jack, he's like, look, I know you're just trying to help by removing my battery cables. I also don't think anybody would figure it out that quick. I wouldn't just assume that somebody has taken my battery cables off. It'd take me a minute to get there. Yeah. Like the duration of popping the hood, maybe. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I wouldn't go there because... I knew somebody took my... I would go there to stare at the battery and make it look like I knew what I was talking about. Because that's what I've been trained to do in this life, is to stare at the problem. And then make up words and say, uh, it must be the... My florp natch isn't clashed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Except I do it more Earth. Like, I'm sure on your spaceship. Yeah. Maybe the florp natch is an actual thing on your spaceship, but... Wait to know. There's no way to know. Tim sits there and puts his hands on his hips and goes, man, that Altimidator is really 
snatched, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, it must be. It must be. I must. It's flooded. I hate it when my ultimidator gets snatched. (laughs) (laughs) It's so full of water. It's so snatched. So snatched. I just, I I, I look at, I open the hood and I look at it and I'll be like, well, there's a snake in my boot. (laughs) Right, And then I just hope, yeah, I just hope that people think I'm using a sentient doll. (laughs) Yes. Like, oh, he must mean his serpentine belt. Is in the trunk of his car in... The first thing I would ask you to do is to lift up your foot so I could see if you had written Andy on the bottom or not. (laughs) So Sugarfoot, this is where the the first attempt, or at least the first documented attempt on Mrs. Bell's life Mm -hmm, was. mm -hmm, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I, the, the, the way that happened off screen for me is Sugarfoot walks inside with her, and then he just starts pouring liquids into beakers in, like, an evil laboratory and yeah. then serves it to Mrs. Bell. This is what I, this is how I imagine it. Yeah. Yeah, that's one way. I imagine that he stared at her so intensely that, like, it was one of those things where, like, you know when you hear the, like, noise like something's coming to a boiling point but it's clearly like a kettle with a sound effect and then the thing like happens and it all goes back to normal sound that's what i imagine when sugarfoot was staring at her and then she had her heart attack and fell to the floor and it was back to normal sound yeah no, that makes sense too. yeah yeah i was imagining like an, a manchurian candidate moment where she like realized oh, okay. that she is still amy like she was amy the whole time mm-hmm. and the stress of that moment that's pretty good too oh what if it was uh, like an Umbrella Academy time travel thing where like if you spend too long getting too close to yourself in another timeline, you go through the seven signs of sickness and she got to the like vomiting inter- mm-hmm. internal mm-hmm. organ mm-hmm. failure phase. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very, very possible. Which also, is sugar- why, sorry, this was, this was the heart attack thing. Why she found okay. her still alive at the heart attack because it was Amy's approach that caused the heart attack. Sorry. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. It it, it happened because of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of the approach. Fits, it fits the Amy theme of causing destruction everywhere she goes. Um, Sugarfoot, right? So we know that this is the embodiment of pure evil. Mm-hmm. Um, only seeks to rain chaos upon this plane. Also is super cute and i want one like i understand pure yeah. evil will cause yeah. terrible terrible things in my life still super cute still want one so cute uh just sugarfoot letting himself into the house you know learning how to operate a doorknob which is amazing with no thumbs like i feel okay all right yeah that is pretty cool i know a lot of animals that can do it i don't Little know fucking banditos. I bet rusty could do it rusty probably could if the door handle was a little bit lower yeah um, like if i'm you sure that these cats are gonna figure it out stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the way that Lou looks at him when she pulls back the curtain and sees this pony in the bathroom, it wasn't like she wasn't scared at all. There was no alarm. Like, I would be at least a little taken aback. Like, hey, you're supposed to be outside. What are you doing in here? Instead, she's like, well, since you're here, grab the loofah. I'm like, what? Are, what? What? So what we need to do is just like create a TikTok of just that scene. And just overlay the psycho music right over top of it. <laughs> That's what needs to happen. 
Psychofoot. Psychofoot. Yeah, she was delighted by Sugarfoot's appearance in the shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, going back to the first episode, Ryan Bailey. I genuinely never thought we were going to go back to the first episode. Oh, nope, we're going back to the first episode <laughs> right now. Uh, Ryan, no, not the first episode of the show, the first episode. No, yeah, no, yeah. I just, with Sugarfoot's episode appearance, eight. I just never thought yeah. we were going to go back there. No. Ryan Ryan Bailey, uh, Fire, Gallon Prince, all stuff from the book, right? And then all of a sudden, the the horse's owner's son was like, yeah, it was me. It was never Ryan. And I was like, that wasn't what happened in the book, was it? That that didn't go that way, right? I didn't think I... somebody else took blame for it. I think Ryan just sort of earned his spot back in that guy's eyes by helping the horse. And I thought that was a better story. I could have sworn it was somebody else in the book. I, somebody else's it? fault. I know that it wasn't his fault. I feel like it was implied that it was the owner's son, but it was never like he didn't come out and say that it was him. Was it? Am I just remembering it wrong? Could be a shared delusion. Oh, my God. I swore, though, it wasn't him. Like, they blamed him for the fire, but, like, it turns out it, it wasn't. Was it? Hold on. I'm trying to find a, a quick synopsis of it. While you're finding the quick synopsis of it, Jenna, can you tell me specifically, Ty got charged down by Gallant Prince as he broke out of the corral to go after the mayor, yeah, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. At what point did Ty get his head hit? Because it wasn't by the horse and it so, wasn't by the fence. Okay, it did look like he smacked his head on the fence, but it looked like he smacked the back of his head and not right there yeah. at his temple. Yeah, I so had what no happened? Idea. I have no clue. I had no clue. Unless like a splinter flew up and hit him or something. Maybe it was like a little wood chip just like nicked him and head wounds bleed. We all know that. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. I, I can't find it. There's no way to know. There's at this no point. way to know. No way to know. The likelihood is that I just don't remember it, right? Because that's what I do. Yeah, I can't find anything. That's okay. Okay. Well, we've already gone to Google. We haven't even started the quiz yet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You want to talk about that? This mofo is like, "Mm, that guy looks so familiar talking about the guy who played Ryan and is just sitting there Googling him, looking him up to see what else he's from. I'm like... Yeah, we just talked about how I can't remember anything. I don't remember a single other thing. He was in an episode of Supernatural. Well, don't worry, I had to change it. Was that the one you were going to use? Or you changed the episode of Supernatural? No, I I changed the person that I was going to use. Oh, well, that's probably good for me because the guy's been in like 105 movies and like 104 of them are Hallmark movies. So Uh, he was in a, uh, I do remember one. He was in a dog lover's guide to love, a marriage. I don't know, something. And he's telling me all these things and I'm like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. I always look at Lisa Stillman's ex-husband, Dan? Dan mm-hmm. Stillman? Yeah. Anyways, every time I I first see him in the show, I'm like, oh, he looks like the bad guy from Free Willy. But I looked that up before on a previous no. watch of the show, and it's not the same guy. Mm-hmm. But there's like, especially when he's mad, there's this look of like, the next thing I expect him to do is go up to the corral and like find a little nut and say like, break the tank. We're going to collect insurance on this horse and then walk away. But he never does. In the first Free Willy or the second Free Willy? The first Free Willy. Okay. In the second Free Willy, was it the same cast? Um, It was of not for the bad guys, but for all of the main characters like Jesse and uh, Randolph and Charlie mm-hmm. and uh, his foster parents. And I don't. I think they even had an appearance in the second one of the, um, yeah, because he brings Elvis in, the guy that's his social worker. The first bad guy was Michael Ironside. I know that much. 
Oh. Bastard. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I just looked it up. Well, I looked up the cast. It doesn't tell me who the, the bad guy was. Annie and Glenn. There we go. But Michael Madsen was in the first Free Willy? And he wasn't a bad guy. Well, I, I just assumed he was the bad guy because he's Mr. Blonde and he's always going to be the bad guy to me. Like he's just going to cut Free Willy's Is it Willy's safe for off. me to Google Michael Madsen? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's just in a bunch of Tarantino movies. Uh, he's in a ton of movies, but Tarantino movies are what I remember him from. He was specifically a good guy in Free Willy, which is so weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Glenn. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but it does say his name was Glenn in that movie. He is the foster dad. Oh, okay. Oh, my God, Annie. She looks like an adorable grandma now. <laughs> wow. Did, did did the orca in Free Willy have ears? Are you asking me if orcas have ears? Well, specifically that orca. No, orcas don't have ears. They use the melon on the front of their head to to get a lot of sound wave feedback, but they don't specifically have like an external ear in the way that you were thinking. They can't cut it off or anything like that. Now, Michael do they have Madsen like vestigial did. remains of an ear? What what kind vestigial of vestigial remains of an ear? Um, did you think I fucked up the word vestigial? No, that's a real well, word, Tim. No, I know, but you did kind of kind of slow down for it. I did because you started talking at the same time and I felt like I was interrupting you and then I thought, fuck it. I'm tired of the fucking patriarchy. I'm going to keep talking. (laughs) No, uh, you keep giving me all these educational facts. I was going to do a bit about Michael Madsen being the reason that orcas don't have ears. Yeah, you can keep going. I mean, I did it already. You can keep going. No, I don't have any more. Alex, stop. Keep saying plot. Go on, Tim. (laughs) Tell me There's why. There's nothing left. There is. Tell me why. Ain't There's nothing left. Bad. Why not, Tim? Because it's not a. It's not a paragraph joke. It's just a sentence joke. So he committed no other crimes than cutting off ears. Uh, no, he committed several. Bank robbery, specifically. Mm-hmm. Or was it diamonds? It was diamonds. That doesn't work for orcas. They don't carry wallets. <laughs> you don't know. If he robbed a school, then it would be right there. You can make fish jokes. Yeah. Even though orcas aren't fish. That's very clear. Is it? Y- yes. yes. Yeah, it's entirely no, it's clear. Just, like, why Why that little bit at the end? That's very clear. That is so clear. Well, okay, beyond the fact that because orcas are a mammal, that is a joke throughout the entirety of Free Willy, too, because Elvis keeps calling them giant fish, and every time he calls them a giant fish, they're like, they're mammals. Um... There was another book I read. Oh, you know what it was? It was the other Deniman book, The Grinding. The Grinding. They kept make a <gasps> they kept making a joke because the guy would say it's poisonous and the person would like continually get mad at them and say venomous. So, yeah. uh, and then I listened to an episode of Time Suck and somebody wrote in and finally put that to bed for me. I'm like, what's the fucking difference? They are what different. Is the yeah, the the thing they said was that if you eat it and it kills you it's poisonous or if you bite it and it kills you it's poisonous if it bites you and kills you it's venomous Mm -hmm. and i'm like i don't think i ever knew that i don't think i ever knew that there was a difference in those two words there is and in fact i believe you can even in many cases consume venom and it won't do anything to you Mm -hmm. or like it won't kill you at least yeah dilute cobra venom can be used for pain management hell yeah Let's all get Cobras. Let's do it. Do they give you... Okay. Is Cobra Venom in a medicine? 
that no. is sold somewhere. Okay, no. that, that's what I was wondering. No, and in are fact, you can't buy like it in the United States pills? anymore, I think, as of like 2010, I think it is. Is that when you got out of the trade? <laughs> yes, when I stopped pushing Cobra yeah. Venom. <laughs> nobody believes that you stopped. They that's have to believe that believes. I stopped, Tim. <laughs> I need them to believe that I stopped, Tim. If anybody in America wants black market Cobra Venom, they gotta go through me. That's Jenna. That wasn't me. That was my Jenna impression. Don't nobody peg the illegal Cobra Venom trade on mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm basically the Heisenberg of Cobra Venom. <laughs> That's gotta be a thing, though, right? I am the one like, who there spits. Has to, <laughs> there has to be illegal Cobra Venom. Yes. Like, yeah, there's absolutely. Like everything, 100, right? thousand percent, yeah. But it's, that's like that's not even a weird one. Yeah. Well, it is to me. Well, yeah, but you also wouldn't like use powdered rhino horn, but that's still like a yeah. black market okay. thing that's around. So my son told me the other day that they had figured out a way to 3D print or some some way like completely create rhino horn yes. of the same chemical. But then the company went under. I was like, "There's that sucks." I would have ordered fake rhino horn just to support the fake rhino horn people, because they said they could sell it so much cheaper than rhino horn, it was gonna like end the rhino horn industry. And I was like, "The whole How awesome is that? What a great like plan!" Well, their whole plan was that they weren't they weren't selling it like as that. They were able to synthesize the exact like molecular structure of it. They were just gonna flood the black market so that there was no incentive for oh, for them to go okay. hunt rhinos. Uh, see, I thought that they were actually, like, legitimately going to sell it just way cheaper. I didn't realize they were just going to put it out there. Well, mm-hmm. that's even cooler. Like, like that's like double black market. You're yeah. going to black market the black market. That's awesome. Is that gray marketing? I don't know what double black is. I, you know what? We'll Vanta call it market. That. Gray market. What is it? Vanta market. The Phantom like market, because that's going to be <laughs> such a good movie <laughs> title. <laughs> You heard Fanta, I heard Bantha, and I'm like, like the elephants from Star Wars? I Not said elephants. Phantom, like the Star Wars oh, movie. Phantom. I thought you said Fanta, like the orange soda. The that's soda I, market. Yes. Well, you are it's both menaces, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this rhino horn. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Okay. <laughs> as soon as I heard you say Phantom Market, I'm like, don't you wanna wanna? Don't you wanna wanna? That's what they should do. A double black market should just have a super bright color. Chartreuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I love it. Like, just lean into it. We're gonna chartreuse this market. <laughs> what is chartreuse? Is that a blue? It's no. like a yellowy green. Yeah. Is it? But really okay. bright. Mm-hmm. Chartreuse. That would have been a better name for Bella's kid. Yeah. Chartreuse would have been a way better name than Renesmee. And like Char is like a real name shortening too. So Mm -hmm. like could have flown under the radar with that one. Mm -hmm. I'm really mad about Twilight, guys. I'm so (laughs) mad about it. And there's still more. I know. One day we'll be done. One day. Hey, Alex. Sup, bro? We, We have to do something we haven't done in a while. Yeah. I heard a couple of things in this episode. And I didn't know what they meant. And I got really worried you'd already told me. But then I was like, well, I'll just learn again if you've already told me. 
Uh, Scott mentions that uh, Sugarfoot has never had his teeth floated, and then later mentions that he needs a Coggins test. I don't know what either of those things mean. I am here for you. Um, and I think the only one I've told you about is teeth floating, but it was not on the podcast. I believe we talked about it when I was talking about Pony's teeth getting floated a couple months ago. Okay. So yeah, super missed it. Or you know what? I probably got it and it probably fell right back out of my brain. But you're I like, need... I don't need this information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is what is teeth floating? So teeth floating, horses' teeth grow throughout their entire lives because they're herbivores and they're grazing herbivores. So as they chew, they wear their teeth down. So you can see like, literally if you get like a young horse skull, you can see like the teeth go like all the way up and they just continually grow, grow in. Um, but yeah, so you have to float their teeth when they're in captivity because you know, they don't wear their teeth down quite as much. Same as like, they're not walking around wearing their hooves down quite as much. Um, and so you you take like a rasp and you just rasp them down and you knock down any sort of hard edges or anything that creates like a hook on their tooth because that can cut their tongue and it can make them not want to chew and then they can go off food. And of course, horses are always, horses never stop producing stomach acid because they're meant to be grazers that walk around and eat for like 18 out of 24 hours a day. So, you know, they always should be consuming food. So if there's anything that stops that, that can give them ulcers and all sorts of other health issues. And if it's cold outside, they can get cold if they're not eating, all that jazz. So uh, making sure that they have good teeth and that their teeth are not um, cutting their mouths, uncomfortable, hard to chew with, all that jazz is super important to a horse's overall health. Okay. Mm. Floating teeth does not make sense to me. So I knew you were going to ask that. And so I looked into that. Uh, So where that comes from is in masonry to make something flat is to float it. So it's a term for masonry to make their teeth flat and not sharp. That makes sense now Um, because I would have called it shaving teeth, but I can, I can get behind this. Mm -hmm. Uh, When they said floating teeth, I honestly thought um, braces or a retainer, like hundred percent. That's what I thought because uh, when I was a kid, like this tooth right here, I know you can't see it at home, but it points down now like a tooth should. It didn't used to. It pointed more towards the back of my mouth and they gave me a retainer to move it and it just pushed everything into place. Then I had braces, same thing, kind of moves your teeth around. That's what I honestly thought. I was like, I guess their teeth get out of whack and you got to reform them. Shaving them down makes a lot more sense, especially since they have like, you know, plant eater teeth, which is something else mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about. Like, what is it? Rabbits? Rabbits have that. Where yeah, well, that's, oh man, rodents, even they're even cooler because mm-hmm. rodents only have enamel on the front of their teeth. So all, every time they chew, it's sharpening their teeth. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Rodent teeth are awesome. Also, when they bite you, they can, there's muscles there where they can spread the front teeth apart so mm-hmm. that it widens the bite after they bite in. Mm-hmm. Is that, I didn't know that. That's yeah. crazy. It's like some crazy bullet shit. <laughs> Rabbits do more damage on the inside. Like I. That's nuts. Yeah. yeah. You should see the, the apparatus that they put on the horse when they go to float their teeth. It is some medieval looking shit. I'm going to have to Google some pictures yeah. right now. Yeah. Basically just like a giant, like sort of ratchet open sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Did you say ratchet or rat shit? Ratchet. <laughs> that doesn't answer my question. R-A-T-C-H-E-T. Thank you. Okay. Oh, shit. Look at that thing. 
<laughs> God damn, it looks like something from Saw. Yeah. And they just stand there while they do this? Some horses. Some horses need sedation. Some horses get sedation and then decide they don't want it anymore and repeatedly back your poor fucking equine dentist into a goddamn corner while you're oh. trying to wrestle their faces to the ground, pony. Oh, no. <laughs> also, this guy has a drill in his hand. Yeah, so... Which, um, of course, makes sense, but when you said rasp, I guess I live in, like, I don't know, 1837, so I just assumed the guy had a file in his hand and was doing it. So sometimes they also use manual files, yeah. Oh, yeah. really? It's and still it depends thing? on your dentist a lot of the time, mm-hmm. too, because there's it's the same sort of thing with, like, falconry and, like, coping their beaks and everything. Like, there's some people that think power tools are fine and the horses are fine with it. There's some people that are like, I can do a better job with, like, a rasp. I have more control over it. It's just, like you get specifically and what their beliefs mm-hmm. are like what is coping uh coping a bird is when you clip their their nails and you trim down their beak and shape it why would you do that because uh another captivity thing again like you mm-hmm. know they just they grow forever oh, and you okay, want to make sure okay. and especially like birds in captivity most of the time they have like a single sized perch because mm-hmm. people standardize the sizes of perches that they make so they only ever wear their talons down to the shape of that branch oh, okay. whereas in the wild okay. there's all sorts of different shit so yeah so you want to make sure that you're keeping it so they don't no. get hurt i mm-hmm. when you first said that i thought it was an aesthetic thing Mm-mm. And I was like, well, that sounds horrible, but no, it sounds like there's a benefit to it. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine any hu- human, I was about to say human, any creature on this planet that would be okay with somebody filing down their teeth and not just want to destroy who is ever you know doing it. who's really good at it is Gambit. He will- yeah. The first time, we like literally the first time Shannon and I had had him for a couple days and the uh, the dentist came in and she just- filed down his teeth he had no sedation he kind of got like a little like what are you doing but then he just stood there Sweet i guess it boy. doesn't hurt so like it wouldn't be a big deal but man it just seems like it would like you'd have to feel that in your skull uh-huh uh, yeah which is awful you know like i don't yeah because i i mean i felt the drill and so the idea of a rasps going up and down my teeth like again like it may not hurt them but it just it can't be a fun situation yeah i get the power tools thing though like as spooked as some horses get like I, that'd be a concerning sound it's one of those things where like if you do it by hand it takes longer if you use power tools it takes way less time so they might be spooked but they're only gonna be spooked for 30 seconds versus yeah, five minutes true. like so it's, mm-hmm. it's again yeah. it's it depends on what you're looking for what you believe in all that jazz yeah, that makes sense okay so what is a coggins test then a coggins test that is a type of test that uh horses need yearly um, there's some cases where you might not get it, but for the most part, if you plan on transporting your horse, going anywhere, staying in a boarding situation, you're required to get them yearly. And they test for equine infectious anemia, which was a common thing that was going around showgrounds and like, oh God, I, I'm going to get the decade wrong. I want to say seventies. It may have been different than that, but, um, basically it, it was rampant for a while. So they required a test to go to every show. And then that kind of became the standard. So every year they draw some blood, they test for it. And there's actually been some talk recently about like other sort of infectious diseases we have going around about doing yearly testing for them as well. And ah, she's chewing my headphone cord. Kaylee, no. Um, but yeah, doing uh, tests for them so that they can kind of like do the same sort of thing where like you just get a standard health certificate yearly. But yeah, Coggins is important. Coggins was named after the guy that I think invented the test itself, not found the disease, but yeah, 
They just mm-hmm. test their blood, make sure that they don't carry it. I have one more question about the teeth floating. Yeah. Teeth dust. Yes. How do you keep them from swallowing like a whole crap ton of teeth dust or is it okay? Like that? I don't think they swallow a lot, but they do get a gigantic syringe with like a big metal tube on the end of it and fill it with water and flush their mouths out between oh, okay. doing it. Oh, okay. So it's it's addressed. It is. Yeah. I'm sure they like. swallow some of it though. Yeah. Teeth sawdust seems like it can't be good for you. It's not like it's not like you have a pile of tooth dust. It's like it's not like you cut a board and you now have like a little temple of sawdust at the end. Like they're just knocking down like little points and then checking and then rinsing and okay, like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I had it in my head that they were just grinding all the way down, you know, like several oh. inches off the tooth. Yeah. Oh no, they're knocking down like like millimeters. They're not okay. Yeah. Okay, this makes sense. I guess if you keep up with it often enough. Yeah, you should. I mean, again, that depends on your horse's growth, too. Like, so when they get older, their teeth don't grow in as quickly. So you can sometimes go a few years as long as they don't have any sort of cross chewing in their jaw or any problems that you need to correct for. Um, And when they're young, you might have to do it every six months because it's growing in. Mm -hmm. And also male horses grow in wolf teeth. And those need to be addressed when those break through because those can interfere with the bit. And a lot of times they're sharp, so they have to be clipped down or removed or whatever. Oh, that makes sense. Awesome. Well, now that we learned all that, what do we what do we know that's going on in the horse world? What news do you have for us? <laughs> Are you ready for the dumbest fucking news ever? Yes. So fucking ready. Great. Uh, have you guys ever heard of a small town called Sturgis, Michigan? Uh, that's where they have the biker rally, right? Yes. Yeah. Which I okay. now am putting together why they mentioned the motorcycle paradise in here. Yeah. 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 Great news. So you know how they have all those motorcycles to steal? Yeah. Well, someone stole... Huh? (laughs) No, I didn't realize that they were there to steal, but okay. Well, they're not. uh, But somebody (laughs) stole an Amish horse and buggy from the Walmart. (laughs) Yeah. Hold on. Like, like, are we talking like a carjacking situation? Yes, they carjacked an Amish horse and buggy and took off with it. What on earth? Straight up, yes. How good is that? I don't even know how to react to that. Like, that is buck wild. They, I mean, clearly they got caught. Oh, almost immediately. And yeah, the horse yeah, and cart they, were completely fine. But because they yeah. stole, literally, like, the articles, like, if you thought a manual transmission was a deterrent, it's not surprising that an inexperienced buggy driver didn't get very far. <laughs> like, this article, shit, it, like, shits on them so bad. It's so fucking funny. But they're literally, like, they're not going anywhere fast. They call it suboptimal speeds for escape. <laughs> That is buck wild. Right? That's like sort of the equivalent of trying to steal like an 18-wheeler for me. Oh, yeah? Like, okay. I, I would make it, if I'm lucky, six inches when the, <laughs> the truck stalls out, it jumps forward a little bit. Like, I wouldn't, like, yeah, I wouldn't have the first clue. And even if I did get the horse going, I wouldn't know how to stop it. Like, uh, turn it, anything. That is wild. It's great. Like, I... I I'm trying to, like, finish out the story. I imagine this is just some guy who's like, hey, I want to steal a horse and buggy, and did it, and it worked out terribly for him. But, like, I have this image of this guy. He just robbed a bank. You know, he's got his (laughs) six-shooter and his little cowboy hat and his little thing on, and he's, like, doing this, and he's like, ah, and he goes and steals the horse and buggy but doesn't know how to use it. And also, like, you know it was, like, a moment of, like, do I go with, like, the normal version, or, like, do I pretend I'm in an old Western movie? This could be my only chance. I mean, you gotta go Old West movie. You have to. You gotta? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Actually, I would have... 
I would have probably climbed somewhere to a second story and then tried to drop on the horse. <laughs> yeah, that's like a Red Dead situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I gotta assume that that would never work in real life. No, you probably could just not. Injure the horse and probably yourself, but probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I bet the horse would take quiet. off. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. Like, yes, probably, but like for how for how long? Although I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't thinking about second story. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, she was charged with larceny and larceny of livestock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We don't still I kill people like for horse, thie- horse thievery? Yeah. I, I feel I, like I, I would have made up some charges. Like, just to go with that, just at the ridiculousness of the crime, I would have made up ridiculous charges as well. Well, like, rustling is a real crime that one yeah. can get in trouble yeah. for. <laughs> right? I would have thrown that one in there. So yeah, that's my Whatever. horse news. Amazing. Jenna. Whoa. Yep. What are we doing about a horse quiz? What are we doing? I mean, do you guys want to do one? I think so. Oh, okay. Sweet. Yeah, then let's do it. Are you ready for one? Yeah. I don't know. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Well, then if you're ready for one, piece of media number one is a 2017 Canadian action comedy film directed by Eric Canule, starring James Caan. Kane? Caan. Yep, Jessica Walter, Louis Gossett Jr., Lou, Lou, Lou Gossett, Louis, Lou, yep, Dylan Everett, Paul Sorvino, and Kenneth Welsh. I hate it when my brain's like, I know I've heard these names a billion times, but now suddenly I can't say them. James Caan is in this? Yeah. So this Dudley is a big do, movie. right? Well, no. Oh, I, I, that was a good I guess, I stick though. with my first guess, then. Yeah. What was no, your first, good guess. what? Dudley do, right? Oh, no, yeah. no. Yeah, it's still wrong, but it's it's a solid guess. It's a solid yeah. guess. Yeah. And I feel like there's one that came out in 2017, like as a like remake goof 'em up movie. And you said Canada, so I've got to imagine a Mountie is applicable to the situation. <laughs> do you know who James Caan is? No. I mean, you do. Okay. Well, let me like I, I'll I'll know if I see. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Hundred yes. percent. You know him, and you probably have seen his son, but he's been in a million movies over the years. Yeah. I know Noah Kahan, but he's like a music guy. No. He's great, though. You should listen to him. He yes. played, he was Elf's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elf. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I've yeah, seen Elf. Y- buddy. Yeah. Buddy yeah. the Elf. Buddy the Elf. Yeah, but if Thank you had you. said Buddy's dad, I would have been lost. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's another clue? All right. Clue number two. Jake and Wendell are two high school friends trying to get Jake a date with Angie. She agrees. She, I've got so many ghosts in my body. She agrees to date for an up to a date for an upcoming party, but Jake's parents insist Jake stay home for dinner with Grandpa Lou. Jake is going to miss his first date with the girl of his dreams, and no less has to hear crazy Grandpa's dubious war stories again. Grandpa is paranoid and sees the enemy around every corner. Is this the ending of the Red Pony? told in a movie (laughs) no but it does it very much seems like that yeah yeah a 2017 james con movie Mm -hmm. cock blockers (laughs) what happened in 2017 i don't even remember i got nothing i'm too old for that yeah i don't i don't think i know this one okay i certainly don't okay so the rest of the plot is that like the the cute girl gets kidnapped um and then grandpa and his friends and the kid have to go save her no i don't know it alex is thinking about it i yeah that kind of sounds familiar now but like probably not it's probably like yeah 
My brain's probably like, here's a plot that you read in a short story 18 years ago. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Don't know it. No. Do you want to no. go to Google? Yeah, I'm going to have to. Let's do it. Okay. Oh. I'm ready. Uh, okay, I'm ready. And go. Bodied? Nope. Why? That's the only thing coming up. Undercover Grandpa. Yes. Undercover Grandpa. Mm-hmm. Hang on. It was let me... either that or Holy Lands, which James Conn was in. I'm just going to see if I recognize like the poster or anything here. And yeah, I don't know this one at all. Yeah, not. I mean, the child looks familiar only in that that was how every child looked at that year. <laughs> um, also, there's another reason why that child looks familiar. Okay. Because he was. Yeah, but like, no, he just looks like Justin Bieber and Zach Efron in the same era. You don't think he looks like Ty? I think he looks like Ty. No. No. He's got Ty face. No, he no. doesn't. He doesn't. Get Ty. the girl. Save the he world. Could be Ty's, save he the could, cheerleaders. Save the world. That, that could be Ty's little brother. Ty's little brother. Yeah. Okay. Baby tie. Okay. What's the next piece of media? Are Jedi? you ready? Are you ready for yes. the next piece of I media? I don't even know. All right. I don't either. Um, piece of media number two is a 2016 political thriller film directed by John Madden and written by Jonathan Pereira. Nope. No? Mm-mm. Was there... Um. No, it's not going to be this one, but I'm going to say it because I, I remember somebody else recapping the plot to this Disney movie where they try to date the president's daughter and then they get to a mall and they have to, well, they don't have to. They run around the mall to escape the security. And that's chasing the only Liberty? Way the Are you talking about Chasing Liberty right now? I have no Is that what you're talking idea. about? Are you talking to me about Chasing Liberty right now? I don't know. I fucking adored that movie. And that's got the dude from Hell. Downton Abbey who is the husband in the third season. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we should watch that movie, is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's also in the movie Leap Year, which, by the way, this is one. This is one. We've made it. Yeah. I brought it full circle. Okay. So <laughs> clue number two this film stars Jessica Chastain, Mark Strong, Michael Stolberg, Allison Pill, Jake Lacey, John Lithgow, and Sam Watterson. I've heard like half those names before. Yeah. I know most of them. Mark Strong was Sinestro. Mm-hmm. He was the only shining point in the Green Lantern movie. Mm-hmm. I thought for a second you just mispronounced the uh, Visor 3's twin brother. That was Finstra. I don't remember. Was it? In Animorphs. Yeah, yeah, that was the one who was the cannibal, and they had to burn down his mansion. Mm-hmm. Jake's first straight-up murder. There was an argument. Was that the one where Jake burned down the mansion? Yeah. There was an argument about whether or not he actually killed the guy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that is an argument. Yeah, so I I lost where we were then. It's not chasing liberty. It's not, it's not. chasing liberty. Okay. Um. Okay. Twenty sixteen. Jessica Chastain. It's not Interstellar. No. What Jessica Chastain? I don't know anything. Jessica Chastain was in Interstellar. Yeah. I don't really. I know the name Jessica Chastain. I might even recognize okay. her. I don't know who that is. Do you remember the time you got really, really mad at me because I said that Bryce Dallas Howard was Aldi brand Jessica Chastain? Yes. That's Jessica that's, Chastain. That's Jessica Chastain. <laughs> okay. It's the one who looks exactly like Bryce she Dallas does not, Howard. They do not look alike. They just no, both no, no. have red okay. hair. Period. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. There have been oh, photos was... where they where they look like they could be they, twins they, almost. They super don't. There have been photos where they look very I, different. I don't care. But if they you if you if, if you catch the photos of them at the right time, they look very they similar. They do not. I've seen the photos. Like they absolutely do in the photos. 
Real quick point of order before we move on. Um, yes. The T-Rex was not actually chasing her. The T-Rex had been trained to follow the light. That is why she was not really in a lot of danger from the T-Rex because it was just following the flare, which is what it was trained to associate with a meal. So I just, quick point of order. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I love the way that you worked that one in. Uh, uh, yeah. Honestly, just... it was kind of a fucking masterclass. Like, like that's Alex's way. Like, if I just act like I haven't seen any media long enough, we can bring it all back to Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If if ever one day you do one of these horse quizzes, as long as you don't mention any actor's name outside of the first three films, I will nail that quiz. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Okay. Uh, hmm. Hold on, I'm looking at pictures of Jessica Chastain and Bryce Dallas. Stop it, because you might you see can. something. That's, yeah, looking you have to. Oh, to okay. Him. No, Cheater. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's why fair. I didn't immediately Google it, even though I Fuck. wanted to. Yeah. All right. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I see you stopped me in time. Cheating ass, um, trifling ass bitch. Okay. Uh, let's have another clue. This film follows a fierce lobbyist who fights in an attempt to pass gun control legislation. And this was a political filler, filler, go sick on my body. Filler drama. Filler drama. Political filler. Political filler drama. Political filler. Yes, it was a political thriller. Is it a John Grisham novel? I don't think so. They didn't say courtroom. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And I don't know if Jessica Chastain is from the South. Or a courtroom. Or a courtroom. courtroom. (laughs) The two places one can be from. Movies with redheads. Maybe it was the train job from Firefly. Mm. Maybe. I would see her looking more like Bryce Dallas Howard than Jessica Chastain. Actually, she could bridge the gap to me. If you you look at the list, Mm -hmm. it it depends on the list that comes up in your social media. If it starts at two, it's always Jessica Chastain and Bryce Dallas Howard, and then it just expands from there, and Christina Hendricks is always the third. And then you get, like, four, five, or six where it's absolutely what you said. I'm like, those people all just have red hair. Like, stop it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to need another clue. Okay. I'm going to go with more plot stuff, because I don't think box office is going to get us there. No, never. Although it was a box office bomb. Grossing only oh, yeah. $9 million against its 13 to $18 million budget. That's not great. That's not good at all. The person that this film revolves around is a workaholic cutthroat lobbyist who has been called before a congressional hearing led by Senator Ronald Sperling to answer questions about possible violations of Senate ethics rules during her tenure at Washington, D.C. lobbying firm Cole Kravitz & Waterman. I sure don't know this. No? Are we going to end up at no. Google? We sure are. Does she move to a small town and fall in love with a baker? She does not know. This this there's there's like some some chasing and guns. Chasing Amy. No, not no. Undercover Amy. <laughs> what if we recast Undercover Grandpa to have Grandpa from Heartland? <laughs> I would I'd, watch it. I'd watch that movie, yeah. Honestly, I would just watch anything he's in, I think. Okay. All right. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to Google, but let's hope. Okay. Yep. Are you ready? Yep. Ready. And go. Miss Sloan. Yep. I got there too, just at the same time. I do not remember this movie. I've never heard of this movie, but also she does not look like Bryce Dallas Howard. Okay. Saying? It's specific pictures. No. That they look. 
I just, I'm not seeing any. I'm scrolling through a lot of Google images right now. Well, in specific pictures, I bet I look like them. Yes. Because I have red hair. Agreed. That's just people with red hair, Tim. No. it's. I mean, it's more than that. Is it? No. See, hold on. Here's a good picture. I have a picture of them wearing almost in exactly the same thing, and it looks entirely different. They have different jaw shapes, different lip shapes, different noses, different eye shapes, different eyebrows. You're going to tell me that those two people, like, if somebody said they were sisters, you wouldn't believe that they were sisters? I wouldn't. No. I would. I've seen you and your sister. It's much more believable (laughs) than reality. They look entirely different. Her jawline's a lot closer to Angelina Jolie than it is. Like, when I look at just, like, nose down, I'm like, okay, you could be related to her. Now let's look up. You guys know they're even doing they another Jurassic World movie? Even if they had different hair colors, I think that they would. Because right there in that picture, in a picture I'm looking at now, they do have completely different hair colors. Yeah. Yeah, no, like their mouths take up a completely different amount of space on their faces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I'll just look at the world differently than I do. Because <laughs> that is honestly not a thought I would ever have. No. Composition. You, what, that is valid because yeah. we look at the composition of the face. Yeah. Their their mouth takes up more space is not a thought I would have. I mean, okay, that's specific. That's It's a weird way to think of it. Like, I wouldn't expect no, no, no. you to word it the same way. No, I wouldn't, but I wouldn't even think of it that way is what I'm saying. Like, that's not how, like, maybe it is. Maybe that's the reason we see it different is because I am like more generally looking at stuff and less specifically looking at stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why y'all are like, well, they don't look anything. And I'm like, I'm like, well, they kind of do. Like, I mean, passingly, passingly, but they kind of do. Passingly is, is about the amount of effort that I put into stuff. So that sounds, that sounds about right. Like I, I, I never once thought about who had a bigger mouth or their jaw lines or anything. You know? Yeah. But also, I'm not alone in this one. Like, I'm not the one who came up with this. So It's it's like the same sort of thing when people are like Elijah Wood and Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, my God. Very I'm like, similar. are you crazy? But yeah. they kind of do. They don't look anything they alike. Do. They don't look anything hey, okay. alike. You know why? You know why? And this is this goes right back to the Jessica Chastain, Bryce Dallas Howard thing. Like, if one of them ran up and punched me in the nose... The description that I would be able to give of them would get them both arrested. And the same goes for Elijah Wood and Daniel Radcliffe to me. Like, the person that I described would be both of them. But, like, I think y'all could give better descriptions of a person. So then just pretend to be your hork and give a better description. Yeah. <laughs> she, hair on fire, punch face. <laughs> Um, no, I yeah, don't know that I'd no. be able to give a better, like, I don't know that if a cop brought in one of them, I would say to a cop, well, the other one's mouth took up more space on their face because they would, <laughs> I, no, yeah. they would arrest me okay. for yeah. being but a I weirdo. Think, <laughs> I think if, if somebody walked up to both of us and we had three seconds to look at it, not knowing, look at them, not knowing what was going to happen. And then they walked away and the, somebody came up and said, describe that person. I have a feeling that you two would be able to give much better descriptions of the person that we just saw than I would. I'd be like, I don't know. This person, kind of short hair. I don't know. Would be like sort of my... I don't know. We should test it. We should test this. Mm-hmm. We absolutely should test it. We'll just I don't know Casey why, but we should get... Us. See, I was going to say Steve, because I feel like he'd give us a real courtroom drama vibe. Oh, that's true. 
Uh, yeah. Not because I'm trying to not give Casey a job to do, because we already have given <laughs> Casey a job to do just before this, but because Steve, like, has the cop experience. Like, he would have, like, the books of people to point yeah. at dramatically. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, it would probably be bad because, like, when I said that, the person was Casey. So I just have Casey come and stand up in front of us, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably not. We should probably pick somebody we don't know mm-hmm. to do it. Well, I thought you were suddenly switching and accusing Casey of punching you in the face. <laughs> I would, even if Casey did punch me in the face, I would never dare accuse. Mm-mm. I'd cover that for her till I baby died. Angel, yeah. I'd be this like, isn't I helping it. your case. I just punched myself in the face. Well, you can say you deserved it, but like if you're if what you're arguing is that you think we could identify people better, and now you're telling me that you would cover for the criminal, Only it's it getting worse. Only if Ooh. it was Casey. Well, if 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 what if, if it was Austin? Well, probably the same. I'd probably cover. What if it was Austin Emily? Too. I'd definitely cover for Emily. I'd, I'd also be shocked that she could punch me in the face. But um, <laughs> she's now she now. is going to punch <laughs> in the face. <laughs> You think you're tall, but you know what? Your knees are weak. She'll bring you down. (laughs) Oh, man. Fuck. We still have another thing to do, don't we? Oh, yeah. We still have one more. Wait, hold on, Janice. One more quiz. One. Janice just sent a picture. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. That just sent. That finally just sent. Where? I got an Amazon notification. (laughs) I sent it to you through Amazon. See, okay. That picture, (gasps) they look very different. I think they look exactly as different as in the previous picture i don't oh tim also sent a picture yes oh you didn't see the picture i I didn't yeah those are not the same (laughs) thanks alex (laughs) you can tell because they're different (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's good did you see one of them tweeted the other one Uh, for their birthday, it said "Happy birthday to my twin." Aww, it was cute. Yeah, that's adorable. Yeah. All right, are you ready for the third one? I yes. hope so. Cool. Piece of media number three is a 2005 American romantic comedy drama film directed by the Farrelly brothers. There's something about Aunt, uh, Mary. No, I said 2005. That had to be before 2005. Yeah, that was like yeah, but 95. Was that even the Farrelly brothers. I Am don't. I on the right path? I don't remember. I don't, I don't know anything. I don't remember. I get them and the Cohen brothers confused. It's not the Cohen brothers. Yeah. Actually, if you're brothers, I just get you confused. Yeah. If you have a brother, I confuse you with everyone who has a brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. I think we've established that I just get people confused. What does the Blues Brothers mean to you? Everything. It's confusing with Fast and Furious because it's about family. <laughs> Have you ever seen Vin Diesel's brother? I think he so. Looks, he looks a lot like Vin Diesel. Because isn't he a stunt del- Or no, am I thinking Dwayne The Rock Johnson? I think it's his twin. What? That's why. Yeah. Vin Diesel? Yeah. Does he work out as much? I don't know. I've never met him. I also don't know how much Vin Diesel works out. So I think he just looks like Vin Diesel with hair. Yeah, that's a pretty accurate description. His name is Paul Vincent for later when you are able to go to Google and look at it. Paul does Vincent that, Diesel. Does that mean that Vin Diesel's name is Vin Vincent? Vin Vincent? No. That's because the Vin number. <laughs> no, no. Vin Diesel's name is Mark Sinclair. Well, then how's his brother's Mark name? Mark Sinclair Vincent? Diesel. I, I don't. I don't trust any of these facts you're giving me, Jenna. Okay. Cool. I mean, 
is wild because you could just change your name whatever you want whatever you want that, and he chose vin diesel and he chose not, vin diesel but wait what's his name his real name mark sinclair vincent diesel. and what's his brother's name paul vincent like paul vincent sinclair or paul vincent like his name is paul vincent i don't know if he has a more name <laughs> two out of three names ain't bad i just know vin diesel's name Tim, name more celebrities with brothers. This is I feel like yeah, we haven't tapped go. the full well. Um Maggie Gyllenhaal. Jake. Oh, it was easy, yep. thanks. Yeah. I've seen what? them. Um uh Emilio Estevez. There you go. There's a tough one for you, Alex. Yeah, Alex. For me, do yeah. I know who Emilio Estevez is? Wasn't he on like a bunch of like oh, God sitcom type shows? Nope. Mm-mm. Then no, I don't know. He who was that is. he was in the Breakfast Club. He was in the Breakfast oh, Club. Oh, okay. Who was I getting him confused with? There's no way to know. Mm-hmm. I might know. Do you know who his brother is? Hmm. <laughs> Not what I was gonna say. That's for sure. Tell me. Um, what were you gonna say? I want to know now. His his brother is Charlie Sheen. Uh huh. Who oh. has been on? Yeah. Who has been on? He's been on an amount of men and a partial man. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. He's been on an amount of men. Oh, man. A random amount of men. We don't know. There's no way to know, honestly. Like, truthfully. Oh, okay. There's no way to know. It looks like one of them um, kept their mom's name or something, and one of them took their stepdad's name. Cool. In combat. In the Diesel situation. Ah, yes. This is no, Mr. Wait, Diesel, my stepfather. Name is Diesel? Actually, maybe they don't look the same. They kind of do. They they kind of do. Tim, are you Googling? Yes, he's yeah, on the fucking Google right now. I'm looking at Vin Diesel's brother. All right. So anyway, back to this uh, movie that we're doing. Sorry, piece of media. That was a spirit. Oh, I already told you it was film. Okay. All right. What's the... I'm off the Google. I'm okay. Done. Done. Cool. Put it down. Look at I'm me. Done. Look I'm at done. me. I'm, you look at I'm me. The, Witness me. I'm the captain now. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> This movie stars Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon and is a Oh, um 51st Dates. No. And is a oh, remake that's... of the British 1997 Oh, Fever Pitch. There we go, Tim. Wow, that was yeah. good. I've seen both versions Tim of just, Fever Pitch. Tim uh, just swept it. Mm-hmm. Fever Pitch is yeah. about the 2004 Boston Red Sox, right? The what? The 2004 Boston 2004? Red Sox. What? I think it was 2004. No. No, no. No. Oh this no! Two thousand four is when they won the World Series, right? I don't know. Hold on. What, who? What was it about? It was from a nineteen ninety two book. Yeah, but that was about soccer. Fever Pitch, the Jimmy Fallon movie, was about the two thousand four Boston Red Sox. Maybe, maybe it was two thousand and four. Because this I movie, thought it was two thousand four. But this movie was made in two thousand and four. How did they turn it around I so it was fast? Made in two thousand six. It was released in two thousand and five. Um. What is this movie? I don't know. The 2004 uh, Boston Red Sox were the ones that came down, came back from down 3-0 against the Yankees and then went on to the World Series. Is mm. that right? Mm, I think so. So this was both a sports and a movie. There was no way for me yeah. to win this. <laughs> there was no world in which I was winning any of this. No, I, I really thought that you were going to Google faster and get the other two, and then I threw that one in for Tim. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my Google's slowing down. My brain takes longer to process things. Oh, no. My hands are broken. Oh, no. We need to it's get you the little, the little mechanism that you can just like stare at parts of the screen and it does it for you. 
That would be sweet. Yeah. yeah. They were down 3 nothing against the Yankees, and then they swept the they, – they won the next four and then swept the Cardinals. And it was their first world championship 2018. It was a big year. Yeah. I don't think anybody would ever come back from 3-0 before. And then Jimmy Fallon remade the Fever Pitch movie. And it's, it's a good movie. Is it? It is a good movie. Is it? I think so. Have you seen it? Yeah. No, I liked it. It's got Jimmy Fallon in it, so. Yeah. Who's it? Colin Firth is in the original. Not Colin Firth. From Love Actually? I don't know. I might be. Who was in the first Fever Pitch? I thought it was him. Oh my God, it is, and now I have to watch it. Oh, see, I thought it was. Yeah, he's a big soccer guy. <laughs> the poster, the theatrical release poster says, Life gets complicated when you love one woman and worship 11 men. <laughs> Why on earth, of all the things that I can't remember in this world, Colin Firth being in the Fever Pitch movie, why does that stick in there? I don't know, man. It's a good movie, too, though. Well, I'll be watching it. You know who else will be watching that movie? Who? The Metal Horses in the Barn, because Jen will be watching it in the same room. That's right. Oh, yeah? Alex, why don't you tell us about the Metal Horses in our barn? All right. I'm going to tell you about the Metal Horses in our barn, and I'm going to tell you which ones are going to like this movie. These are my predictions. Okay. First of all, there's Moose Shaw McGraw, Big Thick Martingale, and Beta Ray Philly. Obviously, Beta Ray Philly is going to love this movie. <laughs> it's going to be their favorite movie of all time. Big Thick okay. Martingale, lukewarm on it, I feel, probably. Moose Shaw McGraw, crazy about this movie. Thinks it's <laughs> the best movie ever made. Now let's move on to Hot Lava SpaghettiOs, which is Nate's metal horse. Uh, Hot Lava SpaghettiOs won't watch the movie because they're going to be busy with the popcorn situation, and I feel like that's going to take up all of their time. Mm-hmm. It's hard Fair. to reach the microwave when you just have plastic hooves. Metal plastic hooves, but still. Mastic and then there's hooves. Iron Meriden. Yeah, pla- well, yeah. Yeah, it's it'll make sense eventually. <laughs> Iron Meriden from Philip D. Keating, which is Stevie Lake's boyfriend. Iron Meriden uh, dislikes movies as a whole. Um, does not like the concept of movies, does not think actors should be paid what they're paid, really about the redistribution of wealth on a larger scale. Don't get too far into it. Dale Donuts Third from Anonymous Steve um, loves it. Best movie ever. Absolutely loves it. I mean, Dale Donuts the first and second, they have differing opinions, but we don't talk to them anymore. We only care about the third one. And then Dimebag from Matt Alman. Dimebag, yeah, it's an okay movie. You know, could could go for more hay, could go for more water, could go for a walk around. Might watch the movie if there's nothing else to do. And then there's Marital Combat from Metastrophe. Marital Combat does not like this movie, but on like a really intellectual sort of way, like a like a real like sit down critique it kind of way. Like we're going to be able to read the article that comes out afterwards. So look out for that. And then Glue Factory from Bean. Uh, Glue Factory enjoys movies. As a whole, it's a great afternoon. Lovely sort of afternoon activity. Go get an ice cream. Life can't get better than that. So, you know. And then there's Ronnie from Scott. And Ronnie will break the DVD by accident. And everyone will be mad at him. <laughs> Poor Ronnie. That sounds, yeah. Hmm. That's what I know. Yeah. Seven minute outro. Oh, did you, did you want to extend it for a yeah. little bit? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm trying to get um, Dan to listen to this podcast, too. Yeah, is this, this is kind of your, Dan's your, I don't know why I was going to say your golden mushroom. <laughs> no one's ever. Dan is absolutely my golden what? mushroom. I don't know what, what does that, that mean. mean? <laughs> I have no clue, but it's true. You know Dan, what Dan you are my golden mushroom. 
When you're trying to find something that's really hard to find, but you feel like it'll be great when you find it, it's your golden mushroom. What the fuck? You get a golden mushroom when you pass your gomja bar. <laughs> Nerd. Is that even a <laughs> phrase? A gomja bar? No. Yeah. yeah, I didn't make up the concept of the gomja bar, Alex. No, golden mushroom is not a phrase. But I mean, it wasn't. It is now. Also, but, why am I searching for Dan that he would be my golden mushroom? <laughs> Dan is your golden mushroom. Dan is, is the pinnacle so of him? all. Is it so I could tell him that Danny is the best character in B-Side you? I mean, you'd be wrong, but <laughs> there's a reason you've never been invited onto the Slater cast. <laughs> and yeah. it's not because it doesn't exist. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, And this brings our podcast to an end. Similarly to the way that Sugarfoot almost ended Mrs. Bell today here now with a heart attack on the floor, ready to rage. We are ending it like how we all thought Miss Bell was ended. Thank you for listening to Horse Girls. If you want to know when new episodes are posted or share your observations of this positively academic podcast, follow us on Facebook at Horse Girls Podcast, Twitter and Instagram at Horse Girls Cast. And if you want to buy some radical shirts and things, visit DuckDuckJenna.com, America's most beloved search engine to search for one thing, and that's Horse Girls merch. Do you want to take a relationship to the next level? Yeah. Obviously you do. You heard about the golden mushroom and you can come search for it at horsegirls.club or patreon.com slash horsegirls where we have a veritable plethora of things to offer you like content, but more importantly, horses in the barn. And you know what? The best way to find that is to go to singlethoughtconnection.com, T-H-O-T. If you want to find us on other podcasts, you can. We do them. We do a million of them. If you like TTRPGs, check out Dungeons and Dragon Beams, Late Starters, and Dragon Knight Adventure Friends, night as in nighttime. If you like Animorphs, check out Animorphs Anonymous. Surprise! We also do Surprise Attack Book Club. Get it. Get all of those things. Oh, also Questmaster has a YouTube channel up there now, which I believe is just YouTube slash YouTube.com slash Guild of Granddaughters or something like that. Anyways, look up Questmaster. You'll find us. If you are be twitched by Jenna, check out Jenna's Twitch at twitch.tv slash Jenna Chill with one singular L. Only the one. Capitalized. Google it. Google the second L. Do it. It's one single L. Do not put one at the end of Jenna Chill because there's not one there. It does not exist. It's a fake thing. It's not even real. It's Jenna Chill with one singular L. And if you put two there, like a cryptid, it's like yelling out in the woods in Appalachia, I will show up at your house howling in the night and I will find your livestock. And you won't like what you find the next day. It'll be bad. But if you like me, can't get enough of Tim's beautiful voice. He's voice acted on such podcasts as The Way We Haunt Now, which I believe is coming out with season three soon. Right, Tim? Mm-hmm. Excellent. And if you think our episode art is hella cute, that's because it is. And it was created by Casey D, who writes and illustrates a webcomic called Beside You, which you can read for free at BesideYouComic.com. May the nuts ever stick to your roof. Did you just threaten to chupacabra, everybody? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think I might have.